The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess. All you have to do is add hot water wherever you go. Each steep pack is individually sealed. It's nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh. And it's got this special full immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue or no staples. So there's no weird stuff floating around your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped coffee packs at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roastery reach out and kind of get in touch. If you're in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry, make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. I was just watching your channel. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, Chris. Oh, that's good. Check out the channel. All right. Welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. Hey. You're on Podcast World, whether that's iTunes or whatever people listen to podcasts on, Stitcher. I don't think we're on Spotify yet. Mm. Um, you know, whatever. We you might, you might have an You might have an Android. You might not. If you're on Instagram Live, you might be seeing us too. So if you hear us out there talking to someone else, <clears throat> you're like, who the fuck are they talking to? It could be you on the internet. Someone on someone on Instagram. Someone yeah. on the net. Someone on the net. Brought We're, my friend with me. He's back. I know. It's been a while. Gerard Trubert. He's been exploring. Down Under. <laughs> I've been exploring Down Under with my friend Tiana. Tiano, as they call him. What? DJ Impulse is on the plane. Giving some prezzies. Does that mean we're like... We're in the internet right now. Or or yeah. International internet. We're flying the friendly skies. Remember when you and I were sky people? Tanner (laughs) and I became sky people. Dude, being sky people sucks. Yeah, I brought Tanner into the sky people world. It was pretty fun. Someone asked me about (laughs) flying to Japan, and I was like, I've never been to Japan but I've definitely been to Australia. And they're like, how was that? And I was like, after eight hours, I was just like, okay, I'm a sky I live person. here. <laughs> We're sky people now. I have only this eight is, more hours. This is where it is. It's, it's like this. You can watch all of the Lord of the Rings twice. That's <laughs> basically <laughs> how it turns out. Um, so yeah, there's that. Is that Graham Doherty? No. Oh, that's not. It's Jeremiah Gray. So the world has asked us a few things. A lot about home espresso machines. Some about home espresso machines. Some about thingies. Some about all kinds of stuff. I so mean, can I give some fun shout outs to some amazing people in, um, in Australia just real quick? Cause you want to do a shout out? Well, I'm do not going to go deep, but I am going to go like <laughs> through the list of all these amazing people. So for being on the other side of the world, I just have to say thank you because our impact, I didn't realize, was as awesome as it is and the love that we got was crazy so man between like ben and junji and amadeo and noir and all these people that i don't ever get to hang out with uh gosh dan Yi, like the whole artisifer going to iggy's getting food all of you amazing melbourne folk we had so much fun cafe imports la marzocco like your whole squad took care of us in this crazy way i'm i'm like sakoto if you listen to the podcast now Chris, I didn't get to tell you, but you know, Hazayo, Hazayo, Miyazaki, Miyazaki, Studio Ghibli. Yeah. The best compliment I got the whole trip was somebody who didn't know who I was prior to our, my talk about culture. And I, I'm going to tell you this because it keep, it gives me chills every time. She like cruised up to me and she goes, 
I just want to say thank you, and I'm really sorry I didn't know who you were. And I'm all, <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like, that's the weirdest lead-in ever because I was like, I don't. It's all good. I don't care at all. Like I'm not anybody special. I'm just a person. You better fucking know who I am. <laughs> yeah. And and but she responded. She was like, Well, you're very special to me. And I was like, Thanks. And she goes, I just want you to know that I was an animator at Studio Ghibli for ten years, and what they talked about internally in the culture is the same thing that your company talks about in the culture. So listening to your talk about leaving people happier than you found them and making your impact, she goes, it, it gave me chills and it brought me back to that place and it like reinvigorated my passion. And she had just moved to Tasmania. She was like working on uh, doing coffee stuff because her partner moved there and she went Sick. with him. But to have somebody who had no idea anything about our company to be impacted on a level where it like sunk super deep was like, that was by far the best thing. Cause everybody else kind of knew who we were, but she had no clue. She showed up and she was just like, it like changed the game for her. So that was like the best thing I could have ever heard. What do you think it is that makes people respond so well to that? And is there, is there something else missing? And what I mean is, I feel like we try to go above and beyond to do what we can and give people the best experience they can, whether they're on the other side of the counter or they work for us. Why is that so rare? I don't know. Why are we special? I don't know. That's why I feel so weird about getting those compliments, to be honest with you. I was talking with Evelyn about it, and she summed it up kind of well in that she said that it's a big deal and it's really crazy and powerful. She said it, it almost seems like you feel like everybody should be doing this. And so it's like an ideal that doesn't seem far fetched. And so for you to get praise for something that seems like status quo basic feels weird. So it's, that's, that's why it's weird to me still. It's like getting an award for being just a decent human being. Like kind the way of. we should be like, and good for, job. You're a nice person. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, shouldn't, shouldn't we all be? We're all nice, right? Yeah. But so we're not. I think the response is so key and so powerful because there aren't very many business owners who do that or there's less, at least in the limelight. Oh, look at none of us are on the TV. So I think that's part of it. I, I totally think that uh, in a, that side of the world, things are different. So I know for a fact that it's harder to do business over there and there are people cutting corners and maybe not treating people as well. So that's, I think it just reigns extra true. And there's a lot of people who are in the come up in culture over there that are ready to to do business in a similar way to us. But I don't know, maybe we just happen to be like in that book. Caroline's been reading your, your book and she's been posting little pictures of portions, but like some of it does have to be, had to do with being in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. And I think that we always want to do the right thing. And we happen to be some of the first leading that, you know, and we happen to have a voice as well. Thanks to our tenure in coffee. I love this person. Bino. This is awesome. Is Bino like the anti-fart medicine? He's like, uh, yeah, stop talking about business. You don't have anything. I love it. Bino Inc. Let's check him out. Well, maybe we don't have anything. Let's, uh, can we draw you in Bino? How do we do this? Yeah, let's bring them in. Let's, go live with Bino Inc. Let's go live with Bino Inc. Here we go. We're waiting for Bino. Does he do skateboard? I don't know. If you're on the podcast, I'm so sorry. If you're on the podcast, what we did is we just tried to call somebody in live who said something. Who said something. But they might not come if, on. If Bino doesn't come on, they're like a dash and grab sort I'm of person. Gonna, we're just going to take this whole grab. thing off. That's fine. Waiting for Bino. Um, hey, I'm from Guatemala. 
and I'm about to open my coffee shop. What would you say to all the starters that don't have a lot of years of experience but want to open a coffee oh, shop? Oh, Bino declined. Not surprised, buddy. Dang it, Bino. Smash and grab. All right, Bino. Goodbye. We love you all. I'm going to talk to my boy right now. Whoop, whoop. Bye. Peace. <laughs> Bino tried to diss and then didn't want to talk about it. Bino couldn't hang, He's dude. He's uh-oh. <laughs> Bino was not in the zone. Bino Inc. Bino Inc. What if it really was the fart medication? That'd be great. I love like, it. You don't have anything. Well, I'm well, like, you got farts. You were hot in the, for a minute in the 80s. Now we have Dude. dietary restrictions that help. But I do think, yeah, I mean, just back on that, I think that there has been a misconception that business has to be different than holistic life, and I don't think that's true. And I think a lot of people are starting to figure out that you can actually intertwine doing good things with business, and it doesn't have to be specifically about capitalism only. And squeezing dimes and treating people like numbers. I think there's going to be a lot of people who are in for some sort of, I don't want to call it a rude awakening because it sounds pretentious or whatever, but as business tends to evolve, as the landscape tends to evolve, the other thing that's evolving along with it is the customer and the expectation of that customer. And in every era I think the customer wants something different. So For sure. if you rewind 10 years ago, speaking specifically in the coffee industry, the thing that seemed to be the most important was the product, like the quality of the product that could set you, that could set you apart. People wanted to come in and have something that felt like really, really special as quality becomes more prevalent. You can get good quality stuff. Seemingly more places, mm-hmm. people are starting to shift towards other things. And you see it in other industries where people don't want to know like what you have. They want to know, where did you source what you have? Like, yep. what's the environmental impact of what you're selling? What, like, what are you bringing to the game? And I think coffee's a little late to that game because a lot of coffee places are just run by people who are just kind of flying by the seat of their pants. Yeah. And I'm not pretending to say that we're not like we're learning every day, but I think we're all going to be faced with a consumer base that wants more from us than just awesome things. And they want to know about like, they want to know everything. Well, and I mean, I think you're totally right. The other thing that we are kind of lucky to have experienced is all that time of observation and growth in other companies where we watched how things went and what we believe worked and what didn't. And a lot of people don't have the patience or even just like the opportunity to stay at a company like that and to be able to observe. So like all the things that we feel were the mishaps there, we learned so much from. Oh yeah. We have like a list a mile long of things that we shouldn't do. Yeah. Like things that seem like they might work, but actually don't work at all. And we're really lucky to have that because I think a lot of people don't get to get as far as quick because they actually have to make a lot of those mistakes themselves. We learned a lot and I, it was part of what I ended up talking about in Australia. The other thing that's interesting though is speaking of the quality of product like the quality of preparation, as you know, in Australia as a whole is already like 80% more than the States. Meaning, style and quality-wise aside, the preparation is at as close to or as high as a, of a level as our best coffee shops everywhere over there. Yeah. The and lowest so, common denominator is like really good. Yeah, style. exactly. So you can, over there, they've had to expand their business in the same way you're talking about people expect more so now they expect the food experience with the coffee because the coffee's already like everywhere so how they stand out has started to become food and then a lot of 
what I talked about was having to stand out via culture. And I think that's why it hits so home over there because everybody already has good food and good coffee now for the very most part. Like the level's high. It's an expression of different styles of coffee and then what's next. And that's been an interesting thing that they're kind of trying to walk through. And I think we still have a long way to go till our ceiling in the States because we're still oh, all over the, the quality place. quality level quality overall is, is really low. Exactly. Like comparatively. As, as a whole, yeah. comparatively. Yeah, for sure. It's getting better all the time, but there's still, like, at the end of the day, there's going to be only so good. You can only make a cappuccino so good. Yeah. And well, then, and that rude awakening will suck. When and the, then where do you go from there? The, the price of labor goes up to 15 in, the, in California. The companies that are only half-assing it are really going to struggle. And I, I, I wish this would trickle down all the way, not just through people who own businesses, but for baristas and people who are making coffee on the regular too to pay attention to these things. Pay attention to the idea of getting with people who vibe with you culturally, coming along the journey with people who are about the same things that you're about. And mm-hmm. it's a little frustrating sometimes when I... You know, I make a video every week for my YouTube channel, right. and I'll make a video about. Obviously, it's coffee focused, but I'll make something. You know, let's say it's in the pour over genre fun. or like yeah. milk steaming. And it's like, you know, ton of people, ton of people watch it, and right. then I'll make something that I'm really psyched about, which is maybe a book review on like a leadership book I've read mm-hmm. or like a concept that's I've seen take our business from something that could just be a quote unquote normal coffee shop to something that we're insanely proud of and providing opportunity for people. And those videos, for whatever reason, don't get as many views. It's not as sexy, like, as pouring latte art or a pour-over recipe. And I'm just like, the reason you need to pay attention to this stuff is you're going to tap out on coffee itself so easy, so quickly, there has to be somewhere else to go. And if, if the whole entirety of your life and career and existence is, like, making the best pour over or the best cappuccino... There's there's a limit to that. Yeah. There's a limit to what you can do with that. And I wish I would have started thinking about those other things earlier. Yeah. I'm trying to encourage people, but it's so hard to break, which I, I get because people are in that fun moment of like, you know how you felt when you just started pouring latte art. Right. You're like, man, this is everything. This is awesome. Right. But I, I want to create a little bit more awareness that not only is it the responsibility of people who own businesses to do things in an ethical way, in the right way, and think about more people, not just themselves. But I think it's a responsibility of people who are working for other people to also hold them accountable and find places where they mesh. No doubt. I mean, that's a big part of why our values fall into play where they do. But, I mean, to to your point, it is the same thing. It's like my most recent post was about Baristas and, it, and fortunately there was there's some meaning behind it, but like the likes on a picture of latte art with a message about barista <laughs> culture is like in the multiple hundreds versus one that's just straight about culture and like a general thought or idea and like the and in just like a connection of people way less. And I I get that there is a lot of there's a lot of excitement in the craft of preparation. Like, I still love it. I know you do too. Oh, for it's sure. still like, as a, I'm sure chefs, like you still get hyped and excited about that craft. But at the same time, there's always progression. There's always things to learn on the side that are more impactful to the people that are around you than just that cup of coffee. I wonder if it's a function of excitement, but also people feel like they're totally not empowered to dive into those things. So Probably. if you're a barista somewhere, you might feel like a huge disconnect from culture in the sense of, 
well, my boss creates the culture. I can't change the culture. I can't influence anything. So why does it even matter? But I can get better at latte art for sure. And I can see this tangible result when I give it to someone and they smile and they're like, yeah, Jerry pours the sickest cappuccinos ever. The instant gratification is there for sure. But what I've seen through our business, even though we started with a really strong idea of what we want to do is that people who are working for us, people who aren't in what you would really traditionally think to be positions of power or influence can make a difference and can help shape the way the companies run. Right. And it, it, it can be, it could be as small as giving an idea to someone who's like your superior or whatever you want to call it. But it can also be just taking the bull by the horns and being like, you know what? We have like a weird vibe and I'm going to make the vibe better. And we're going to rally at the ground level to make the vibe better. And by doing those things, you can see. And that's what we did at other places. Yeah. Like when we we, the stuff that we're implementing here that we had great success with wasn't because we were taught that somewhere else. No, it was because we're like, hey, we have a vision Mm -hmm. of what a cafe experience could be. There's no training for it, but we're just going to fucking live it every day. And by living it every day, that became the status quo at where we were at. Straight up. And it affected things a lot. Oh, so much. I think that is something that people don't realize is that their effect can be so much greater just from where they're at than they realize by just kind of thinking critically and seeing how they can positively change energy give an experience there's there's actually so many little different ways you could approach that based on who you are as a person you know like everybody ticks differently and yeah some of those people it is just being able to give like an amazing conversation like i think of stacy cook who is a baller and a half or actually this girl debelza also shout out she's over she does same cup in australia just like the energy of that person and just a conversation is going to make the coffee taste better it's going to be far more powerful of an experience just from like your given ability to just connect with people really well and being able to lean into that and show people that that's powerful is so key. Setting that example because those people like that can crack open guests on the other side of the counter in a way that you've never seen. Like you've seen people that come in every day and then they have this interaction with someone like Stacy and all of a sudden they're transformed into this whole different person with so much more life behind them. And And then they have confidence. They have confidence and everybody around is like, Oh wow. Like you can do that with people. Like I can do that with that person too. That's, I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah. I'm going to try that out. That's so fun when that happens. And then you create this culture of just amazingness. And it's, it's not necessarily, it doesn't have to live just in the customer service vein. You can do that with other aspects of the culture too, Mm -hmm. because culture is really I think it should be driven by the leaders, but it's really the sum total of everything that everyone does within an organization. So you are responsible and you can have impact on that, on that front line. And it's, it's super, it's super important. It's like maybe the most important, especially for, for someone who's in like the service industry mm-hmm. where like our, that's where our stores live. You Call know what I mean? Hospo in Australia. Oh, Hospo. Yeah, dude. You I'm work in Hospo. Hospo, mate. You get a Hospo discount. It sounds like someone's on their <laughs> fucking deathbed, like waiting to croak. Like just drop my grandma off at Hospo. If you're in Hospo, dude. I know. 
That is true. Hospice? Hospice, hospice and hospo. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds... Oh, my gosh. It's true it hospitality, dude. Sounds pretty they shorten deadly. everything over hospo. there. Oh, yeah. They shorten everything. Everything. Right? But here's, but in the context of culture and the things that we talk about on this podcast, there, there's a there's a company called Brother of Mine and Brother, Perth, Brother of Mine, dude, and they four of them came out to hear the uh, the talks, and they've been open just a little bit less than us, and we we were really helpful in the way they approach business over there in Perth. They I think they call it coffee from the burbs is what they call it. <laughs> it's so sick, sick. Dude. yeah. And um, but they they said that. Just the approach that we gave allowed them to feel like they could try something different than the normal Australian way. And it said they said it's been really positively impactful in their community. So that was something they wanted me to make sure I told you about it. That's by. super cool. Yeah. So I'm telling you on the on the internet. I love that. They're going to feel extra love. feel the joy with everybody yeah, that's dude. listening. I'm just trying to pass it on. I'm Return like, it. I'm like bubbling right now. Good, dude. Yeah, you can see it. He's got the bubble guts. <laughs> <laughs> all that broccoli and cauliflower yeah we Brittany and i ate a lot of cauliflower and brussels sprouts well, and oh yeah forbidden that's, right. rice sprouts. that's what i meant forbidden rice forbidden rice <laughs> oh. so cool so you're having a third kid coming yeah, soon right? <laughs> that forbidden rice snip snip he's got forbidden <laughs> rice <laughs> yeah man i, I it's I, hard to, it's hard in this day and age <sighs> to to do business but i you know what i think that we are so like australia in a lot of ways like 10 years behind us but not in coffee. They're like 10 years ahead of us in that like minimum wage is like 24 plus, which is a lot of money. And, and they have all this ability to have like a lot of people over there were baristas for seven to 10 years, like still as a barista, not in leadership. Cause you're able to get into the thirties plus making coffee fifties on the weekend, which is crazy. But I think we do have the ability in the States in the long, in the long run to get to places where we can pay those kind of wages and coffee. It's just going to take a while and it's going to take that level going up. And that discrepancy between, like, the best and, like, the average to be more apparent. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the barista as you know it would be different. Completely different. Because the barista now, it's not... It's not the same thing. It's not a wage that can support that. No, not right How now. How much of that is subsidized by the government? Because I'm trying to think about the economics of the whole thing to where... We should get one of them. We should hit up Naughty. He was the... He was the Finance guy. It's actually closer. They're paying closer to $30 a person for a 24 because of the taxes on top of the people because of socialism. I really love to hear how that works because I know if I'm just thinking if we pulled all of our people right. and installed $30 an hour people with our same average tickets and there's same, some differences. It just doesn't really work. So a lot of places run singles. So they're getting more drinks out quicker. Um, gosh, it's coming up now, but at the time, like earlier last, when you and I went, right, there was way less of the milk alternatives and stuff. So there was a lot of cranking. Now milk alternatives are hot over there. Minor figures is on fire. So oat milk is like coming up, coming up. It is just, I, I wonder the same thing. I wonder what kind of tax breaks on the other side of it. The business gets, because there are things where as a employee of anywhere you work, right, you can write off any sort of external education that applies to your work. So that means if I went to Disney Institute three times this year, I could get fully reimbursed for all that external education, which is fucking cool as just an employee. So there's, there's a lot of different rules and laws over there. I'd love to learn their business. I would, I'd love to talk with Al. We should get Al on here. and He'll be on. Like He's crack, great. Crack that thing open. Yeah. Al, we're coming for you, boy. Al's the owner, uh, the CEO of Coffee Supreme. Actually, we should get Jessica Godfrey. She's their international marketing person. That'd be awesome. Or Hannah, who's in charge of a lot of their operations, just to talk through things with 
Maybe we'll just have a round table. We on. should have all three of them. They're so fun to be around. Shout out to you guys, too. I'm just, you see, I'm working in shout outs all over you're the like, place. You're like, hey, you're, you get a car. <laughs> you get a car. <laughs> it's because I didn't get a chance to just like really just like bring the love to Let all these people thanks. that I've met who are brand new in my life who just like, hey, everybody out there, if you're sitting next to someone, go ahead and turn towards them. Give them a hug. Give them a hug. <laughs> Look, introduce yourself. Eye. Touch them. Touch them in the, the like nape a, of their neck. It's the first 10 minutes of church in here. <laughs> it's a soft touch. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. I just haven't gotten a chance. What's just up? Give all the love back. I need to give love back. Man, it's, it's, so, it's so special. It's so special. It's, it's hard to do coffee. It's hard to, it's hard to not think that the grass is always greener, though. And that's something that I think is... The grass is greener everywhere. Yeah, the grass is the same grass, and that's true no matter where you're at. I think that was a really cool conversation that Tanner and I got to have a little bit. We were over there having two weeks together. But, like, just that talk of you can get to the top and be an owner of your company and have the best life in the world. I think Jim Carrey talked about it. You ever hear that quote? Where he's like, no. I wish everybody could get rich and famous so oh, they could see how... How much it sucks how, or Yeah, like how unlife-giving it actually is. And there's a lot of truth to that, like... The world is only as awesome as your surrounding community and the life you live, like where you're at. In the end, and that's super weird and hard to so- like soak up, but it's kind of true. Oh, it's yeah. I mean, it's fucking definitely true. Yeah, I mean, it's true on on multiple. Le- hey, oh gosh, dude, I don't even know where to start on that <laughs> one. Well, it, it's just existential in that way, right? Where you're just like, yeah. I mean. It, it's like it's, it's easy I mean, to be disillusioned. He, I mean, obviously, it's easy to see how someone who is like super rich and famous can become really disillusioned. Like, you know, the dude's like a millionaire. He was like a super popular actor of his time, like big comedian. And right. then, like, I'm sure there's a whole different scope of things that comes with being on that level, which is like right. people who pretend like they're your fucking friend, even though they don't care about you, and people who don't want to just want to use you for stuff. And I'm just like. God, can you imagine what it would feel like to be famous? It would probably be terrible. I was listening to a, the, um, oh, what's his not Pete Davidson? That's the wrong guy. But uh, the guy from Crashing, his name is whatever. And uh, he had Jack Black on it. And Tenacious D. He had Tenacious D. Kyle G and Kyle Gass. And, but at the end, they were talking through some things. And Jack Black essentially was just like, yeah, I'm kind of just like done having that energy all the time. It's just like. Being famous is so tiring. He's all I, I'm. I'm happy for my career and like parts of it and love acting with the people and things. But he's all when I'm in public and people just want me to be like the guy from the movies. It's just the worst. I bet. Yeah, and I can, I'm like totally being famous would suck. Sucks so hard. <laughs> it would be just like everybody wants you and they don't even know you. It's interesting that I wonder how much of that pressure is just coming from inside to where it's like. Maybe people don't even care what you act like when you see them in person. Maybe they're just happy to see you, but you feel like, mm. okay, I have to be this dude right now. Right. Like, I need to turn this thing on. Maybe. And that has to, that just has to happen. I, I felt that way a little bit. Some of it is true, though, in that, like, the ability to be what makes you you. Okay, what I mean is this. Like, the last day, I had a migraine the whole day. I was about to throw up. Like, it was the worst. And I forget the dude, but one of the head trainers from, like, Five Senses or Seven Seeds pulled me aside, and we, were like, took this walk and talk. 
and it was like a good talk and he was we were having this legit talk with the whole time in my mind I'm like I'm, I'm literally dying. trying not to throw up right now and he, but he didn't know I was I was like trying to be attentive and I was I actually did care he had like a lot of nice things to say and he wanted to like collaborate and connect on training and training ideas and then they get back and then I had to give back to back presentations so I had to give do a hour talk with Matt Perger and then another 40 minute presentation on barista stuff. And the whole time I'm like dying and some people are like, Oh, he, f- he feels a little off. But at the end of the day, like I came back later, I left and took a nap and I came back and everybody's like, Oh, you had a migraine. I never would have known. Cause like I know, you know, and those people know, like this is what we're here on the planet to help do. Like you feel that connection right. to it, but like, so you deliver it and then you're just like dead and exhausted on the other side of it. Yeah. That's, and that's good that we can do fair. that. That's professionalism, but it's also like the difference between so that draining. and like the Jack Black thing is that you were there specifically to right. work. He doesn't get the choice. And he's just like, I'm trying to go get fucking coffee or waffles, and I can't even go to yeah, breakfast without true. like I'm going to the grocery store and people are he's attacking the next, me. Next. Yeah, yeah. We only get. I mean, you get more of it than I do, but. I mean, I get that. Like, even going into shops when people recognize you, you get slightly different experiences than everybody else does when you go into the places because people know who you are in coffee after all these years. And that's even such a minute amount that... It's so small. And it's it's been really fun lately, though, and, and welcoming because there's this... I don't know. It, um, gosh, this just got really out of hand in my head, what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if we if we turn back the clock a little bit when we were doing barista competitions mm-hmm. and you know writing the blog and doing all these things we had a little bit of this like following people would know who we were because we were winning these things right or like we're like oh cool you're totally. like regional barista champion oh yeah you got second in the nationals this year oh yeah six 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 oh right. it's Chris or whatever and like there was some sort of notoriety for that and that was. Cool. I didn't really know how to take it. I'd go sure. into shops and people would know who you are. But now lately, since we started this journey, um, people have been still recognizing us, but I feel so much more comfortable about it because the things that they're recognizing us for are hitting like a lot closer to home for me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's less of, oh, cool. You're just like a cool barista, but it's like, Hey, I, I listened to a lot of your guys' ideas, and we've been able to implement some of that stuff right. at work, and it's actually making my life better on the day to day. And that's something that you're not really getting from getting the trophy or like pouring the best cappuccino. Not that those things don't matter, but in for me, in the way I feel about it, it like feels good. Like I went into Proud Mary, right in Portland, and Nolan was there, and he just came up to the bar, and he's like, "Man." I'm watching all the stuff you guys are doing. It's really inspirational. I've been looking at the books you're reading. He sent me an article about some culture stuff that he'd been reading. I have something for you that I think you'd really like, dude. Yep. What's your phone number? Trade it out. And I'm just like, dude, this is awesome. This yep. is what needs to happen. This is great. Like being recognized like that, like I, I love that. Cause it's not for like, oh, look at me. It's just like, fuck, that that feels good. Right. Like, you can have an impact on people that are outside. And like everyone's a part of that. Like me, you, to everybody working in the cafe, like it's all like the organization is providing yeah. this like this agent for for change without being too like fucking you know, I'm not trying to be like, oh, we're the shit or whatever. But no. I'm 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 really proud of the things we do. Yeah. And it makes me happy 
the other people want to pick up on some of that stuff if we're filling a need. Totally. It's, it's there. It's the difference between inspiration and inspiration and impact. Is like as a barista competitor, a lot of the time, if you want to have impact and inspiration, you actually don't win a lot of the time. You have to come... The best ones can like do well and give a legit powerful point. But the ones who usually win are the ones who don't have like the most deep presentation. They have like a good presentation that scores the points. And then you're inspirational to that group of people. But then you get to do what we're talking about where you're inspiring, but then you're actually helping people impact their lives with ideas and vice versa. It goes full circle. I mean, that's, that's where the magic happens. And that's where like, People helping people becomes like a real statement. It's because we're getting it back as well as giving it. It's not just like, I don't know, in a brief competition, you're just giving it and then hopefully you win. I think there's something too it's about different though, yeah. Having the business that other people can see the right. effort that we put out and they can see like a tangible return. Yep. So whereas a barista competition is like this isolated stage. It's a, it's an environment that's created out of thin air that doesn't necessarily directly translate into anywhere else. So yeah. even if you had a presentation that had a really good idea, you had some cool big thing that you wanted to bring it's to like, the world, what? people could easily be like, cool, like, yeah, that worked for that 15 minutes. Like, right. I don't think that's going to work in real life. Yeah, now like, what? Nice try, kid, but <laughs> whatever. True. But... With the with the business comes people being like, oh, they're they're doing it, and it actually it actually works. Mm -hmm. Which like, there's a canvas there that you're painting, and people are seeing the strokes. And it, <laughs> it's too bad too because people do have a lot of good ideas that will never own businesses, and a lot of those ideas should be heard in some way, shape, or form, and not just shrugged off because it's like some stupid kid with an idea. Because mm. where's the forum for that? Believe me, like I, we both know what it feels like to be the <laughs> stupid kid with a bunch of ideas for years and years and years. Be like, hell yeah, yeah, dude. that's cool. You're just stupid kid with a bunch of ideas. I still got ideas. Not whenever school, whenever you grow up, you'll see why your ideas are fucking dumb. Oh, don't worry, you never grow up. Your body just gets older. That's true. <laughs> that's the problem. I'm the same guy. <laughs> 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 Isn't that a Isn't that weird? Like, hey, you're 80, but your brain is still like a 30, 20 year old dude <laughs> forever. I, I with think, more experience though. I don't know. I don't know where the forum I don't know where the forum for that is. I What if people started just writing us in their crazy ideas and then we highlighted the ones that we thought were awesome and then brought them on to talk about it more? So many But then people <sighs> might steal them and then these poor people would just like Well, I don't think any of the ideas are like so crazy that they can be stolen and adopted by one person and no, aren't true. useful for anybody else. Like the stuff that people borrow from us isn't like a proprietary thing. No. We're just like, this is how the world should be. Maybe. Yeah. But it's just like that first to market with money idea thing. And I, and I think every, every, everyone's going to have stupid ideas. Like I got plenty of dumbass ideas. Oh, that's the best. Like for stupid ideas rule for sure. And I think people need to be heard. And there needs to be a forum for people to be heard. So this is what I don't like. We would pitch ideas in the past when Non-stop. we worked for other people. <laughs> yeah. I'll take part of the blame here, too. So let's start by blaming other people first, because that always feels better. Um, pitch ideas. Be like, it's not going to work. Why? It's just not going to work. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, like, give me the reason. Like, what's not going right. to... Like, what do we need to improve here? It's just not going to work. It's for your own good. 
Don't worry about it. And that's such a fucking bullshit answer. Yeah. And here's the other part. Our pitches probably weren't amazing. No. We probably had halfway hashed out ideas. Totally. We didn't spend enough time thinking about it. We didn't even know. We didn't even know. Yeah. But even with a young person who has no idea what the fuck they're doing, if they're motivated enough, like energetic enough to bring something to you that they think is really special, I think you owe them an explanation as to why it's maybe not going to work or what they could do totally. to improve upon it and, and not take the cop out of like, no, it's just, it's dumb. I don't think it's possible for it to be a hundred percent dumb. I honestly think there's, there's fundamental genius in all those failed attempts at ideas. It's just, yeah, it's not fully, I, I idealized yet. Is that real? That's sure. That works. Yeah. But it's yeah, just it's not, just flushed, not, out it's not the the f- flushed out. There's not all the way to fruition. And yeah, maybe like 90% of it's bullshit, but I bet you anything, there's a good reason that the person's excited about it, you know? And it's just, it's just taking time to almost reward that enthusiasm. And then you have a moment to steer someone in the right course of action because where there's energy, there's energy. And we have all this energy, which could have gone any number of places. We were, for whatever reason, we're forced to funnel it into our own thing. Yeah, like when we, we started working together, we were never like, we're going to open up our own business one. No, that actually wasn't to. the plan. Not so interested. if you have someone who's got a lot of energy, you can take that energy, squash it, and then it's not going to be any good to you. Or you can take some of what they're saying, re-divert it a little bit, point that energy in a direction that works for both parties. And then all of a sudden you've win, got the win, beginning baby. of something awesome. Chicken that's good dinner. for both of you. You know what I mean? Win a win a chicken dinner. <laughs> it's a chicken dinner. <laughs> water dessert is what's for dessert. I'm going to give you water. I'm going to give you water dessert. <laughs> I'm going to touch my body <laughs> right after the chicken dinner. <laughs> it's, it's going down. And on, again, on the employees, on the employees end, you should know and understand the position of the company that you're working for. Now, ugh, I'm playing back and forth because that would require the company to share some of that information with the employee, but you need to put your ideas and you need to put your pitches into context of big picture. The big picture of the company, right. the goals of the company, yep. the scale of the company, and really how much money that company has to play with. So if someone came to us and be like, hey, I got an idea for a brand new department that's just going to focus on whatever turtle wax turtle yeah, anything it's like well you know we're a small self-funded company and we really don't have the money or flexibility also what need is that filling in the company oh, i just think we could do it it'd be really fun so a little bit on the employee to to do yeah. their homework as well no but, you got to but i think just making a place for that conversation and not just crushing people i think what's also key is just understanding the cause and effect yeah of the business plans you know for instance, we'll be sharing a lot, but just the idea of we have a lot of huge dreams, but they come after the next two stores open and how important that is and just getting everybody focused and understanding that even though we have big dreams for more, they only are contingent upon us being successful currently on the next two stores. Yeah. And until those next two stores are the best stores that we've ever made alongside the current two we have, we aren't actually hitting that metric of success where we can even pursue anything else. For sure. And that that's just like something that's easy to do for it's, all of us because we get excited about the future, especially when you believe in something. But yeah, just help helping your team to understand like the pathway to the big dreams and what it looks like to be successful. 
it's different than just saying like, we're going to do these things. And everybody's like, we are. And And I can't wait for you guys to finish so that I can do this cool thing I have a dream for. Right. And that's been a lesson that we've been learning as we've been going on that, you know, we talk about these things and share these things because they're exciting for us. And we can see the future, not realizing that that might take people to like misstep. Yeah. Or just exactly what you said. I'm yeah. not gonna rephrase what you said, but like no, that's good. looking ahead and be like, oh cool, we gotta get here, we gotta yeah. get here. But like, no, well, there's like baby steps involved in this yeah. thing too. Like But that's it's, yeah, isn't that interesting though? Cause there's like two parts to that. Cause say you're gonna run a marathon, right? You picture it's just interesting. I guess you say that's not the right analogy, because it'd be like running a marathon and making sure that everybody on your team can also run the marathon. So you're like looking at the end and everything that needs to get done to get you to the end of where your vision is currently. I think but you're trying to show them the appropriate amount so that they're, they're like training appropriately to, to finish the same marathon as you. Right. I think that's it. I think it's filtering from ownership to yep. where it's like, sometimes we think that sharing everything is going to be the most exciting and the most motivating it's distracting when actually it can be distracting. Yep. And right now we're in a place where the most important thing is getting our next two stores online and just that's like our next it. biggest thing of growth. Yeah. And that like for the retail team, like that's, that's where it's at. And that is, and that's hot. so important mm-hmm. to everything that's going on. And without that, nothing else that we've already talked about. Will even happen after. <laughs> it doesn't even happen. <laughs> Cart before the horse, baby. Yeah. So it's just, this has been fun, dude. I've been lo- Oh man. It's great gosh, to have you back. You're an enlightened <laughs> cat, you know, <laughs> having I'm digging the, talking to you, dude. Having a, <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Are we friends now? <laughs> Bad boys too? Back Bad in action? Boys. I'm Mike Larry. I'm Mike Larry. <laughs> LeBron James. Oh my god. That's a that's a meme. That's a video. What time is it? Right I don't now? even know. How long have we been talking? Oh, about 40 minutes. Oh, Give about or take. 40 minutes. I'm a little scared. I, I, I have to go to the roastery. Uh, oh, that's, I was there yesterday. It's not scary. Heads up. We ordered skateboards. Oh, no. They're sick. They I arrived. What color are they? White and black with like grayish brown oh, undertones. Oh, my God. They're wrong. Thank God. No, that's right. Okay. Charles and I met with someone who works uh, with my wife yesterday. He manages their logistics for um, fish. Fish. Yeah, they make fish oil. He, he basically manages the supply chain of fish. So the I company is like the vertically fish. integrated. So they, they have their fisheries. They have plants in Norway. Yeah. They bring everything into California. It's really awesome. Whatever. So fish from Norway. We were talking to him about ways to make our supply chain and our warehouse stuff happen a little bit more efficiently. Mm. We were Anyway, we were waiting to start. And... I was like, oh, yeah, I heard the skateboards came in. Did you check them out? And Charles was like, yeah, are they supposed to be purple and pink? And I was like, no. I didn't see one that was purple and, and pink. He's like, he yeah, must be they're, messing with you. They're all purple and pink unless I'm tripping. And I was like, they should be white, black, and gray. Did he microdose yesterday? <laughs> and he's like, maybe I'm just like colorblind. And I was thinking like, That's what? a very hard color. I know. I was like, I was tripping. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll just go see tomorrow and 99 percent like, sure they were white background <laughs> black black and then like the gray like with the thing, yeah. thing behind it with anyway the good geez, vibrations dude. wow i feel much better now i mean purple and pink i mean been we would have sold them yeah but, anyway skateboards 
They're I don't know when they're gonna hit the stores. They're long, but they're they fucking, not long but long. They're fucking awesome. They're like a standard size. So that is standard size. They yeah, just look long. They're made by they're made by Generator, which is a really awesome wood shop. There's a few wood shops who make a lot Got of the it. really good skateboards. There's like Generator and PS Sticks, and these are made by Generator, so it's not just some like bullshit one off thing. It's a real it's a real skateboard. And how many do we have for people? There are a hundred that are going to go to be sold. That's it. And that's all. So there's one thirty something in the order. Right. But those but 30 those are like pre-ordered. pre-order for staff. Yeah. And Michael Foy, a.k.a. Foible on the Instagram, did the art with a little backup help from uh, Nicole Juno mm-hmm. on the Good Vibrations mm-hmm. tip. Mm-hmm. You'll know it when you see it. You will know it when you see it. But it's awesome. I'm really excited. I can't so wait. So you to haven't seen him in person yet? I haven't seen him in person. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go see him today, and I'm just like... They turned out good. Psyching out of my mind. Understandable. So if you need a new stick in the next couple weeks, get ready, because shit's about to pop the... Off! Yeah, dog. I don't know. I do know. We got all kinds of new stuff, actually. Yeah, we got shirts. We got we hats. We got shirts. Well, not hats. I don't know. Well, new have. Michael Foy shirts. Yeah. Foy drop. It's going to be called the Adventure shirt. Nice. We got some new mugs that are going, like the Pac-Man, oh, Sean White stuff. Yep, those two. A.K.A. the Mac-Man. Mac-Man. There's some secret things. Michael Foy made a new mug, too. Yeah, it's a nice mug. Basically, I Michael Foy is kind of making everything. He should be right now. He's the he's a hot he's the guy. thing. He's a hot, he's, he's a hot, hot new it's a hotness artist. He's a hot new artist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, well, you have to yeah. do a what? I have what a fitness it? test fitness in a test. little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I have PE. I have PE. I gotta fitness go to test. PE. November is fitness testing month, and Daddy's got to handle his. I'm gonna business. do the sit and reach. Yeah, yeah, dude. Remember, I actually did the sit and reach so many times so I could get presidential. I was terrible at sitting. Me reach. too. I had to. I literally did it like four times throughout the day. What do you mean day. presidential? Presidential physical fitness award. Oh, it, is it that went from... red for participation. No, 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 no. White for participation. Red for just like doing fairly well. And then presidential was like the elite group. Oh wow! I got a, yeah. He had to do uh, eight pull-ups. Bill Clinton wrote you a letter yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, right back in the day. I think it would have been the original George Bush. George Bush. Yeah, Desert Storm. <laughs> Operation Desert. Whatever. <laughs> Operation Waste All of Our Money. Max. Operation Oil. Well, um... This has been the Cat and Cloud podcast. Yeah, man. This is great. Yeah. Um, we'll see you all next week. Next week will be awesome. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. They make coffee brewers. Ever heard of them? If you haven't, you should. They're an awesome family-owned company. They're here in California. They power their facility with solar power, which I hear that's like a new hot thing that progressive people do. The best thing about Curtis, in my humble opinion, is the turnaround time on the brewers. They have a 24-hour turnaround. It's phenomenal. If you've ever ordered a brewer for a wholesale client from someone else and waited and waited and waited for it to come in, you know how frustrating that is. So being able to get the brewer next day like that is absolutely amazing. Shout out to you, Wilbur Curtis. Their customer service is phenomenal. And they just care. They care about you. They care about me. And I care about them. And that's why Cat Cloud Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis.